are the Rookie Phenoms. We have an amazing show for you today. I'm your host, Coop, with my main man, Webb. What up, people? I love the energy. We have so much to get into today. It is time for the AFC West Breakdown. Webb, are you ready for today's show? I'm so ready and so shocked. I know what you mean. I, I, I think I agree with you there. It's a fun division. Before we start there, I want to talk really quickly about Carson Wentz. He was put on the COVID list today, five more days away from the team. He said it's a personal choice to not get vaccinated. You know, it wasn't a personal choice. Him joining the Colts for me in this pain. Webb, you promised me he would do well here. It'd be a great situation. Why is he already the worst Colt of my lifetime? He hasn't played a game yet. And I hate his guts more than anyone ever, ever, ever. Just give him a, a couple days. You have until um, the 12th to really start to evaluate him. He broke his foot when no one touched him. And then he got COVID when no one was near him. Like, I, I hate him so much. And I blame you a thousand percent. Don't worry, Coop. This will go really good. It'll be great. He's excellent. I hate his guts. The only plus side is there's no way he plays 75% of the snaps because he's going to get COVID like six more times this year. And uh, yeah, I hate him. I hate him a lot, Webb, and it's your fault. I think he does. I think it's just going to be bad for you. I think he's going to play like, what's that, 13 games? It's 17 games now, right? So shoot. So 13 or 14 games to make it to 75%. He's got to play like almost 13 like 12 and a half i think okay i think he does it it. there's no way he does it no way zero percent chance okay (laughs) i hate you so much let's get to the afc west a division i do not hate last year in 2020 kansas city won the division at 14 and 2 las vegas came in second at 8 and 8 the la chargers were in third at 7 and 9 and Denver was in fourth at five and eleven. Last season, do you think these teams finished where they should have finished? No, I think um, Denver and the Chargers were better on paper than than the records would show. We obviously remember the Chargers losing a lot of late games. They probably should have won like ten or eleven games, just based off what happened in the actual um, late game situations and cost. Uh, Anthony Lennon's job, but um, this team was not as bad as, as as the records would indicate, and and the Raiders were respectable eight and eight. A lot of things have been said about the Raiders in the past. Respectable is not one of them. They are a dumpster fire. Last season, this season, every season. John Gruden is the most overpaid person, not just in the NFL, in life. No one is more overpaid than John Gruden anywhere. That's true. He didn't deserve that contract when he got it and the first year i think a lot of coaches could have been fired but they locked him in for 10 years that made no sense to anyone and uh then he wanted mike mayock as the gm it's it's been bad i have to give him credit for one thing when he was the host of monday night football and he was in line for a contract extension he would just start start singing the tennessee college fight song for no reason just how much he loved the school telling at like espn Hey, I could go coach this team, you know, just randomly during broadcast because he's a dirtbag and I really respect it. Good for you, John Gruden. Get that back. Yeah, I don't have much to say about uh, about him. Not too much. I thought he was a he was a cool commentator um, as a coach. He's, he's going to haunt I, your dreams because he's Chucky. He shouldn't have been. <laughs> it's your fault, Webb. You messed up. Chucky never scared me, you know, as a kid. It never, never freaked me out. Because you could like, just kick him away? Yeah, he's a doll. Like. I mean, I know he's evil and stuff, and he's probably stronger than you'd think, but never that movie never freaked me out. But I found them amusing. I agree. Okay, let's get to Denver. Alphabetical order, like always. In 2020, they went 5-11. and 11. The story of their offseason was to evaluate if Drew Locke was the guy or to use Teddy Bridgewater as a stopgap. Do you have it as something else? No, I agree with you. That one was pretty clear, I think. Pretty clear. The head coach is still Vic Fangio. Offensive coordinator is Pat Shermer. And defensive coordinator is Ed Donatel. That guy feels like he's missing an O at the end of his name. It's a very weird name. <laughs> it's unnatural, isn't it? <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie. I thought you had more to say. Right? Exactly. So did his name. And they just cut it off. Let's just say that you muted yourself by accident. It's Donatello. Yeah. I like this coaching staff, though. I think Vic Fangio was one of the best defensive coaches in football. Pat Shermer 
is a solid offensive mind. I think it's a pretty good team. Coaching staff, what do you think? Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's good. And, um, you know, I think they're going to be in for a good season this year. You know, compared to last year, 5-11 and 11 shouldn't have been that bad. Should have been a better team, and I agree. In the draft, in round one, they surprised some by taking Pat Sertain, cornerback from Alabama. In round two, they went Javante Williams, a running back from North Carolina. In round three, they had two picks. They took Quinn Minerts, a center from Wisconsin Whitewater, and Baron Browning, a linebacker from Ohio State. Do you like these picks? I like the picks. Um, I know people are going to look and say Justin Fields was still available. Um, Chicago got him a few picks later. So I pause because if you're looking at Pat Sertain versus Justin Fields, I think you're going to be kicking yourself for a long time. Um, they ended up getting Teddy B, who I think is a stopgap at the quarterback, but I did like their moves. I thought Pat Sertain was a solid pick. Javante Williams, that's the type of play that you make uh, in the draft. You don't try and get Travis Etienne. Uh, in the first round, you don't try and get Najee Harris. You wait, and you can get possibly the best running back in the class even later. Um, when they didn't necessarily need him, but I think that can shore up the backfield. Um, so I like their moves. If you're going to think Justin Fields are bust, you probably won't like it, but I'm looking at it from a different lens. I am looking at it as Justin Fields are bust. And I wasn't before they decided not to have Drew Locke be the starter. If it's Drew Locke and Pat Sertain, Okay, that's fine. You're seeing what you have, seeing if he's the guy or not. But without him as the guy, Justin Fields is clearly better than Patrick Sertain. Sertain is excellent, by the way. I thought, I thought he was the better, best corner in this class. I liked him more than J.C. Horn, who went before him. I just, this feels like to me, the team was just caught up on Pat Sertain no matter what else happened. And they just overthought it. Take the best guy. You don't have a quarterback. This team is so good. Like you said, like, I don't understand this. Denver's going to hate this for years, Webb. They're going to hate it for years. And they're going to remember you saying this was a good idea. Pox on both your houses. I didn't say it was a good idea to not take Justin Field. I just, I think it's still a good pick. Obviously, looking back at it, if they could have had Justin Fields, this would have been, um, would have been the better move to make. And I'm sure Chicago was very happy. Once I saw that, uh, but I, I like the roster. You're right. I agree with you that, you know, when they named Teddy Bridgewater, the starter last week, this, uh, this certainly made this move a little, uh, little questionable. They're not going through lock. Why didn't they just address the quarterback position during the draft? That would have made sense. Teddy Bridgewater is not going to be the long-term starter there. We both know that he won't even start the entire season. Most likely. Um, He's just a stopgap until they can find a franchise quarterback. And a stopgap is being nice because he doesn't stop many gaps, for being honest. He's just kind of a guy. So another reason why this made me so angry was who they signed in free agency. They paid Ronald Darby, a cornerback from Washington, three years, $30 million. They signed Kyle Fuller, a cornerback from Chicago, for one year, $9.5 million. Strong safety, Kareem Jackson, re-signed, one year, $5 million. Then they got running back Mike Boone from Minnesota for two years, $3.8 million. And defensive tackle Shamar Steven from Minnesota for one year, $2 million. This team went hard at secondary in free agency and the draft. Are you 100% sure that Pat Sertain starts for this team at one of the two cornerback slots? That's a good question. Might be you, know who would definitely you know who would definitely start? Justin Fields. Justin Fields. Yeah. Right. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I don't disagree with you. Um, they also added Bobby Massey as well from Chi-Town. thought that was a good move. I actually like what they did in the offseason. I like the pickups that they made. Um, we're on two different wavelengths here, Coop. We definitely are. 100%. They had some losses, but nothing too major. Uh, tight end Nick Vanette to New Orleans for three years, $8 million. Cornerback A.J. Bouye to Carolina for two years, $7 million. Outside linebacker Jeremiah Atuchu for Chicago for two years, $5.5 million. And right tackle Juwan James to Baltimore for two years, $4.5 million. I think none of these deals, none of these guys leaving are going to hurt you. Juwan James got a big money contract and then never played for them. Was there anything else that you think is a big loss for this team? Uh, no, I think I think they're fine actually. That's why another reason why I like their offseason pickups because it, I think they improved. They didn't lose too much. Some of the teams we saw lost a lot of players, but got a lot of players back. They didn't lose a lot, and I think they really improved with the players that they brought in. I agree. 
solid offseason besides Justin Fields. Seymour has a lot of cast space, though. $25 million, the second most in the league. This team has some really strong units, Webb. I have their strongest unit being cornerback because it goddamn well better. Kyle Fuller, Ronald Darby, Bryce Callahan, and Pat Sertain. That's a ridiculous group of corners. It's four starters for two and a half, three spots. Good thing you used a top 10 pick and then gave all these guys $10 million a year. What do you have as their strongest unit, Webb? I agree with you. I would say the secondary. Um... All the guys you mentioned, plus Justin Simmons, Kareem Jackson, strong. In and out, that's one of the strongest in the league on paper. I agree. Excellent, excellent area of strength for this team. What was your runner-up? I think we'll agree here. Pass rush? We do not agree here. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Um, so, yeah. So, I ha- Von Miller uh, opted in. I think that was another storyline as well at the beginning of the offseason, whether Von Miller was going to be on the Broncos. Um, Bradley Chubb, who's been fine, but probably not lived up to expectations yet. Shelby Harris, who I love. Uh, Draymond Jones. I think this can be a, a, a team that really gets after the passer on paper. <laughs> we'll see if it happens uh, in, in, in reality. Uh, but I think that's stacked. I think Von Miller is you know, future Hall of Famer, one of the best defensive players in the league when he can stay on the field. And... Uh, and yeah. So Von Miller is why I didn't have it as the runner up. I think Bradley Chubb's been pretty good. But Von Miller, like if you told me he's going to play 16 games, I'd say, okay, I agree. But I just don't know he can do that anymore. So I had the runner up as wide receiver. And I just really like this group of players. I think Jerry Judy is going to be a star. JJ Hamler is really good. Cortland Sutton's back now. And Tim Patrick is one of the best number fours in football. I mean, the corners are clearly number one. I think this wide receiver group really fits well together. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater won't be able to throw them the ball, but if like if the ball comes, they'll definitely catch it. So I like the group. Yeah, it's a solid group. I agree with you there. I didn't have them on my list, um, but I don't disagree with you. I actually had, you're going to be surprised, uh, the backfield as a strength. I like the backfield too. I agree. It's a good group. Oh, wow. Okay. For some reason, I thought you didn't like Melvin Gordon, so I thought I you don't. didn't have that. Okay. I don't like Melvin um, Gordon, but the depth is really good. Yeah, yeah, the depth is nice. Royce Freeman, who I still like, uh, Javante, um, rookie running back, obviously, but the depth is really nice and complimentary. I'm excited for it. Me too. What do you have as the weakest unit on this team? I had two candidates. Um, one was the linebackers. They made my list as well as the runner-up. Uh, do we possibly have the same same candidate? Because... I thought mine well, was, was there's pretty only obvious, one. but... There's only one. It's Teddy P. Quarterback? quarterback. Yeah, 100% yeah. quarterback. Quarterback, okay. Yeah, we both, okay. Yeah, quarterback is clearly the weakest unit on this team. They have two quarterbacks, and they really have no quarterbacks. Teddy Bridgewater, it's a guy I've liked for a long time. It just is not capable of being an NFL quarterback. He can be a great backup, but he can't start for you. And if Drew, <laughs> if Drew Locke can't beat him out, what is that saying about him? That's really yeah. bad. Who's third string? I Do think it know? might be me. Oh. <laughs> it's Brett Ripien. Oh, right, right. Okay. Yeah, right, right. It's the Has he played a snap yet? I think he actually did play last year when someone was hurt. I think he played it like a game. Okay. It was very unmemorable. So we agree. Uh, the quarterback is the weakest unit, and I had linebacker as my second. Josie Jewell is, is okay, but limited. Baron Browning's a rookie. AJ Johnson isn't special. Like, I just, it's not a bad lineup group, linebacker group, but it's not anything special. I wouldn't, I wouldn't brag about it by any means. Agreed. And on the Broncos, it looks even worse because they're not one of the upper echelon teams. I agree. Uh, and Brett Ripien started one game last year and played in three. Okay. So, very interesting. So, we, we agreed quite a bit on this team, Webb, which shocked me. But I think we might disagree here. What is the Denver Broncos record in 2021? Drum roll, 10 and 7. What? They win 10 games, Coop. I have 10 and 7 also. How? Why is this happening? We never agree on things. So, okay. So, my 10 and 7 rests on health. You touched on it already. Von Miller, uh, Teddy Bridgewater too. Um, I'm not sure if this team can stay healthy. Bradley Chubb, I'm a little worried. Cortland Sutton, you touched on these guys already who... Maybe can't stay healthy. 
especially not Von Miller. He's not playing the entire season. So that worries me a little bit. But I think this team's defense is uh, fantastic, potentially. Um, I think they they improved their offensive line, uh, getting Bobby Massey. Uh, like you said, they have a solid core uh, with the receivers. And Teddy Bridgewater, you always say, is not going to lose you games. Uh, he probably won't win you games, but he's not going to lose you games. So I think this team can run the football. I think this team can defend. They weren't that great defensively last year. They were like bottom, they bottom eight in the major categories, and they weren't that great on offense either, with the exception of uh, running the football. They were 13th, which isn't bad, and I think they got better. If they can figure out this whole quarterback thing, I think this team definitely can win 10 games at least. So I have them winning 10 games as well, and I think it's for a little bit different reasons than you. It wasn't for health for me. It's that I think this is the best team in the division minus the quarterback. I think top to bottom, they clearly have the best defense. I think their offense has a lot of really good skill pieces. Noah Fan's really good. I love their receivers. I think Javante Williams could be a star. If you put an average quarterback on this team, they could win this division. That's how good the de- that's how good the team makeup is. Teddy Bridgewater is not an average quarterback. He's below average. But this team could win a bunch of games, like 14-10. This will not be a high-scoring team. But this is the kind of team that Vic Bangio wants. He wants a defensive first team. He didn't have the corners last year. He has the corners now to play his scheme exactly how he wants. This is the kind of, this is the kind of team Vic Fangio wants to coach. I think he's going to do a good job coaching it. I think 10-7 and 7 is very realistic. I would not be shocked at 11 and 6 either. I think this is a good team. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. It makes sense. They have a really solid team. Um, they were 28th in points per game last year. So you hit the nail on the head right there. They only put up 20 points per game. I expect that to improve this year. I don't, but I think the defense will be better. <laughs> I Teddy just can't throw the ball, man. Like I want I want him to be good. I've liked him for so long. I was on team Teddy way after everyone else left <laughs> and uh i may have been the last the boat might have sunk it might be bad <laughs> i think this team is gonna be a lot of fun man a lot of fun i think it's gonna be a fun team to watch too i agree okay the division champs are up next the kansas city chiefs in 2020 they went 14 and 2 i think the story of their offseason was to improve this offensive line so what happened in the super bowl never happens again that's got to be it right do you agree I have the same thing. The overhaul that they made on the offensive line. Stop this. <laughs> Stop. They kept the exact same coaching staff. Andy Reid, a head coach. Offensive coordinator, Eric Biami, And defensive coordinator, Steve Spagnola. Arguably the best coaching staff in football. I love this staff. What do you think, Webb? Fantastic. This in Tampa, you're probably right. Yeah, I guess the Patriots don't count because Bill Belichick's evil. That's fair. Uh, the draft came. They did not have a first round pick because they traded it for Orlando Brown. So in round two, they took Nick Bolton, a linebacker from Missouri. And with their second, second round pick, they took Creed Humphrey, a center from Oklahoma. Uh, I thought Creed Humphrey was excellent. Nick Bolton is an interesting choice. What do you think, Ewan? Well, after the blunder last year in 2020, when they took Clyde Edwards, Edwards Alaire, which I thought was stupid, uh, they went Nick Bolton, who I really like. And um, Creed Humphrey, I agree with you, was a, was a good choice. So I actually liked their draft. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is going to be the comeback player of the year this year. Just give it time. Superstar in the making. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> in free agency, they went heavy for guard Joe Thune from New England. Five years, $80 million. Defensive tackle Gerard Reed from Seattle for one year, $5.5 million. They re-signed their right tackle, Mike Remmers, for one year, $3.3 million. They re-signed to safety Daniel Sorensen for one year, $2.4 million. And they re-signed receiver Demarcus Robinson for one year, $1.1 million. I like these moves, Webb. I think you overpaid for Thuny, but you had to. And I really like Daniel Sorensen. He just makes plays. He's always there. It's good signings for this team. So I was way out on the Chiefs. I said I didn't see them making the playoffs way back when Mahomes was hurt and when they lost the whole uh, offensive line. And then they just had like two weeks of ridiculous signings. And I was so inspired and so confident in this team and the front office and everything like that for them to, uh, for them to contend um, again. I loved it. Great, great, great moves. They had a couple losses, 
their former left tackle, Eric Fisher, to Indy for one year, $8.3 million. Wide receiver, Sammy Watkins to Baltimore for one year, $5 million. Defensive end, Tano K to New Orleans for two years, $4.5 million. Cornerback, Rashad Breeland to Minnesota for one year, $3 million. And running back, Damian Williams to Chicago for one year, $1.1 million. I think these moves say a lot about what this team's thought process is. Rashad Breeland started the Super Bowl, I think. He was their main corner. Damian Williams played a lot last year because Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was not very good. Sammy Watkins was their number two receiver. And Eric Fisher had an Achilles for a while. He doesn't anymore, but he had one there. I think this, these losses say we weren't good enough, and they tried to bring in players to replace them. I think that was a very interesting losses. What do you think? Inconsequential. I don't think this will hurt at all. I, I agree with you um, in terms of the Chiefs' mindset, but I don't think they'll feel these losses at all. Okay. Uh, for cap space, they have $8.5 million, the 19th most in the league. This team has some really weird position groups. It was very hard for me to judge strongest unit, weakest unit. But for strongest unit, I went quarterback. Patrick Mahomes. That's it. He's the answer. He's clearly the strongest unit, I think. What did you have? I really wanted to make it another group, but I have quarterback as... Uh my number one unit also because i think chad henney is a fantastic backup so obviously we can say mahomes is you know arguably the best in the league maybe but he you know they have a deep roster chad henney's a good backup i think mahomes is obviously elite and way better than any other position here yeah the nfl just released their top 100 and the nfl players voted mahomes as the number one player as well so the players agree with us their strongest unit. My runner-up was safety, which surprised me. I think Tyron Matthew is one of the best playmakers in football. Juan Thornhill was really good during the Super Bowl run. And Daniel Sorensen is super underrated. I think that's a really good three, three-piece three unit. I like that. I like the, what they're doing there quite a bit. What did you have? My runner-up was the offensive line. I did have safety on my list, though. Just a little further down. Um. So they, in the offseason, like you said, they got Joe Tooney, uh, Austin Blythe, Orlando Brown Jr., Mike Rammers. I think this is a very, and obviously they drafted Creed Humphrey. I think this line is not as good as the one that they had two years ago, but I think it's a very good line. I think it's going to protect Patrick Mahomes very well. I'm, uh, I'm really interested to see how this team does, especially running the football. So this team is really interesting offensive line-wise. Because like you said, the center's Creed Humphrey, the rookie. And Laurent Duvernay-Tardif took last year off for COVID. He's a medical doctor. He worked in a facility. And he's not the starter right now at right guard. It's a six-round rookie named Trey Smith. Went to Tennessee. Was the number one high school recruit in all of high school. And then they had some blood issues at the combine. So he fell to round six. But apparently he's been dominant. They got Kyle Long. Orlando Brown Jr. is going to play left tackle. Uh, Lucas Niang is their starting right tackle right now. They signed, re-signed Mike Remmers. So I just, I think they have too many bodies, which is always a good thing offensive line-wise because these guys always get hurt. The Colts tackles have no ACLs or no Achilles right now. So I wish I was in this position. So good for the Chiefs. Good good, good choice by you. I agree with you. It looks like uh, Laurent Devane Tardif is on the trade block as well. So I imagine they're going to try and either acquire draft picks or and get a, a player maybe on the defensive end or uh, skill position to fill in for him or to replace him. What did you have as this team's weakest unit? Uh, I had two. and So I had cornerback, cornerback, because I just don't like the team's corners and I haven't for a long time. Do you want me to list the other one? Well, or? Cornerback is my number one as well. Okay. Uh, their cornerback situation is terrible. Charvarius Ward is their number one cornerback. Mike Hughes is their number two. He was kicked out of Minnesota. He did nothing. Tore his ACL right away. Legereus Sneed, I mean, they really like him in Kansas City, but I was not that impressed. This is a tough unit, Webb. Good choice. It's uh, it's going to be easy to throw against these corners for these corners all season, really. What was your runner-up? Uh, linebackers. We are agreeing too much. I don't like this. I have linebacker as well as my runner-up. Stop it. Anthony Hitchens, very overrated. A lot of getting paid a lot of money. Nick Bolton, undersized linebacker. 
Willie Gay doesn't impress me that much. Like, I just, I'm not impressed at all. Having said that, Patrick Mahomes is still their quarterback. Yes. So what do you have their record being in 2021? I have the Chiefs winning 13 games. So they're going 13-4, and in my opinion. Um, Yeah, I'll get into it after. What do you have? I have the Chiefs going 13-4. and Uh, This is crazy. So my caveat is this team is really shallow. Like one of the most shallow teams in football. And any injury could destroy them. They have one good defensive back in Tyron Matthew. They have one excellent defensive lineman in, uh, sorry, Chris. Wow, why can I? Chris Jones, sorry. I blanked on his name for a second there. Frank Clark is super unreliable and super inconsistent. They have one elite wide receiver. They have one tight end. Like, if any of these guys get hurt, everything crumbles. And it's one of the most, I think it might be the most shallow team in football. So I could see this team honestly with Mahomes at quarterback going like nine and eight very easily very easy but Mahomes is still the quarterback so 13 and four just because it feels stupid to say he's not going to win a bunch of games what was your reasoning uh yeah Mahomes like I was looking at some of the stats last year with all these players and I agree with you it is shallow it's very top heavy um they were first in total yards per game if they had 100 415 yards per game Second in the league was 396. So obviously they're blowing away the competition. Uh, they're first in passing yards per game. Uh, not that great at rushing, running the football, middle of the pack. And they were sixth in points per game, 29.6. So this team can put up points. And I think that covered a lot of holes. Mahomes obviously is going to throw like three to four touchdowns a game. So that's why I had them at uh, winning 13 games. I was thinking of even giving them 14. But um, I think they're going to get a little bit of difficulty within the division as well. We have Denver going 10-7. and 7. I think Denver probably takes a win from them. Um, and there's some other AFC opponents that I think can challenge the Chiefs. So. I agree. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders are up next. In 2020, they went a shocking 8-8. Eight and eight. Uh, The story of their offseason was just a huge question mark to me. I have no idea what this team is doing. That it doesn't make sense to me what their what their plan is. Uh, do you have something that they you thought they had a plan going forward? Because I could not find any. The only one I could think of was would Derek Carr return under center for the Raiders, or would they try and get um, a quarterback in the draft? Yeah, sure. Why not? It's better than nothing. <laughs> I was reaching. <laughs> their head coach is John Gruden. Their offensive coordinator is Greg Olson, but not that Greg Olson. And their defensive coordinator is Gus Bradley. Uh, I forgot Gus Bradley was still a coach. So good to know for for Vegas there. That's interesting. <laughs> I, I hate this coaching staff a lot. Webb, do you like it? Uh, I don't hate it. So I think it's okay. Obviously, like well, on paper, it's okay. Results wise, no. So I'm okay. I'm okay with it. I like Gus Bradley. Um. Do you? Gruden, I, th- I think he's a, I think he's a decent defensive coordinator, a defensive-minded uh, coach. Uh, John Gruden, I think, is very overrated. And like you said before, way overpaid. But I don't hate the staff. All right, I guess. I hate the staff. John Gruden <laughs> makes me hate his guts, so I'm out. He's not going anywhere, Coop. I thought that was the plan of the offseason. Honestly, to make moves so stupid that you get fired. Just walk around, <laughs> walk around with that fat severance. That's John Gruden's plan. In round one of the draft, they took Alex Leatherwood, a tackle from Alabama. In round two, they took Trevon Morig, safety from TCU. In round three, they took Malcolm Kuntz, edge from Buffalo. And with their second pick of the third round, they took Divine Diablo, safety, Virginia Tech. Divine Diablo. Is that the best name of any player in the NFL right now? I think it might be. That's a fantastic name. I have no idea if he's good or not. But I want Divine Diablo on my team, no matter what. That's just amazing. So I have a question for you. Have you ever seen a team draft three safeties in the first four rounds? No, especially one that used a first-round pick on a safety two years ago. But their safeties were trash last year, so I kind of understand it. <laughs> like, I'm not even mad about them doing that because it was so bad. Like, no, I'm not mad. <laughs> it just seems unconventional. They took four defensive backs 
and they only had seven picks. I'm not saying it's a bad move. I'm just saying it's, it's not something that I, I see often. Oh, God, no, not at all. I mean, they're bad at this. But I think it makes sense that they did this because they're so bad at it. Like, we're just hoping one turns out okay, right? That, yeah. that kind of makes sense to me. And and we killed the Alex Leatherwood pick because they took him at 17, 17 overall. I still stand by that. I thought it was stupid to do that. I agree it was early, but they got Trevon Morig in round two. So, like, if you just switch those, it makes sense to me. So That's fair. And I think Leatherwood's going to be good, but they, they could have just got him so much later. But this team is going to do Raider things. That's why Mike Mayock worked in the media for 20 years and not in an NFL team because he's bad at this. But what are you going to do? <laughs> going to lose. So in free agency, the crazy thing is this team did some things I liked. <laughs> I like it. They got defensive end Yannick Ngakwe from Baltimore for two years, $26 million. Running back Kenyon Drake from Arizona for two years, $11 million. Receiver John Brown from Buffalo, one year, $3.7 million. Defensive tackle Jonathan Hankins re-signed one year, $3.5 million. They got former number two, number three overall pick Solomon Thomas from San Fran for one year, $3.2 million. Cornerback Casey Hayward from the Chargers for one year, $2.5 million. And they re-signed Richie Incognito, a guard for one year, $2 million. And they made like 20 more moves. I'm not going to get all of them. But Yannick Ngakwe, I thought was going to get like $60 million. He got 26. Kenyon Drake makes no sense in this team, but he's a good player. Hankins is a great run stuffer. John Brown is amazing at deep balls if he's healthy. I mean, they used the first round pick on Henry Ruggs last year for that exact same thing. But sure, why not? And Casey Hayward's an elite corner. He's 32, but he's still pretty good. And Incognito is the scariest man in football because he's a legitimate maniac. Webb, did you like these moves? And just really quickly, the Dolphins have released center Matt Skira, which is really shocking to me. Webb just showed me on his phone. That is a nuts thing. I thought he was their starter. That's crazy. The Dolphins don't know what they're doing either. Um, I agree with you completely. I think this was the the biggest or the most under the radar uh, offseason in the, the league. I think they quietly grabbed some really good names on paper. Um, and they went to Vegas. I was really shocked. That does worry me that they signed in Vegas just because it was Vegas. Like, y'all party in Vegas for a season. Why not? That These guys are definitely older. Career is ending. One last party. That could definitely be the case here. They had some losses, though. Wide receiver Nelson Aguilar to the New England Patriots for two years, $22 million. Running back Devontae Booker to the Giants for two years, $5.5 million. Wide receiver Tyrell Williams to Detroit for one year, $4 million. Free safety LaMarcus Joyner to the Jets for one year, $3 million. And Tack McKinley to Cleveland for one year, $4.2 million. I think the theme of these losses is that they, they spent a lot of money on some of these guys. Big money deals. And they just did not fit. So they were just letting everybody go. Tyrell Williams, I think, got $40 million. But Marcus Joyner, I think, got like $50 million. These guys got paid a lot of money, and they cut them almost immediately, which is crazy to me, but it makes sense if you're the Raiders. What do you think about these losses? Um, I think they'll be okay. I wouldn't say they're inconsequential, but uh, I think they'll be all right. So not major losses. I agree. This team is in cap hell. They have $2.2 million, the 28th most in the league. This team is a, this team is a mess, Web. It's a ridiculous mess. But... There are some strong parts of this team. I'm not going to kill them completely. What do you have as their strongest unit? I was shocked. This, uh, To me, during our whole preview, I think this was the biggest shock to me. Um, I have a few candidates, and I'm kind of um, having some difficulty choosing who. But I'm going to say the defensive line as my strongest unit. I have other candidates. So Yannick Ngakwe, they got Gerald McCoy, Jonathan Hankins, Max Crosby, uh, Cleveland Farrell, who shocked a lot of people and probably shouldn't have been drafted there, but he's still on paper. Um, and I think with potential, can be solid and great depth. Carl Nassib, great depth. Uh, this team surprised me with the depth that they have at this in, in this uh, position group or this area. I am furious because I also had the defensive line as my clear winner, winner in this team. Going in, I thought this would not be the case. But like everything you said, I agree with. Great depth everywhere. It was crazy to me. I, I know we're going to disagree with the runner-up, though. There's no way we agree here. What do you have as the runner-up? Coop, I have a few runner-ups. 
I was shocked. Like when I say I was shocked, this floored me. Uh, tight end is my runner up. Uh, Darren Waller, Foster Moreau. It's fantastic. That is great. They can lead the entire team uh, with the receptions, catches, yards. I can see it having touchdowns. Like I can see them beating out the receivers. They probably won't. I mean, Henry Ruggs is, is, is good. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if, if they led. So we do not agree here. And I, I like that very much. I think Darren Waller is his team's best player by far. But I have the runner-up at running back. Josh Jacobs, I love this guy. Like I I mean, Oakland, uh, Vegas clearly doesn't because they paid Kenyon Drake as well. But they have those two guys as the one-two. Jalen Richard is a really good third, third, third back on a team. That's a really solid unit. And Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake both can't stay healthy for 16 games, not 17 games. Maybe each one gives you 10 and you're loving life because you're you've got that's a great time. That's a great piece of running back right there. It, there's some issues, but I think the running backs are excellent. Do you have any other ones or are you done with those two? I had the backfield as my uh second runner up, so I agree with you and everything you said. I had another um, candidate, secondary. I think it's slightly underrated. I know you said the safeties were trash, but on paper, I think this this entire secondary can turn around. Um, they were abysmal last year. <laughs> they were bad, really bad. Against the pass, um, they were really bad. They were ranked 26th. They weren't great defensively, but I think Trayvon Morick, Jonathan Abram can turn this thing around. Casey Hayward, who I loved in, in San Diego slash LA. Uh, I think I think he's a solid uh, Damon Arnett, Carl Joseph. I think these are I think it's gonna be an underrated secondary. But I had them as like my third runner up. So obviously I'm not like you know that that high on them, but I think it's an area of strength and depth. Webb thinks this is a beauty pageant, so he has second and third runner up. Okay, that's interesting. Moving on to my weakest unit, cornerback. 100%, I have that as their weakest unit. They used the first-round pick on Damon Arnett, and he can't beat out 32-year-old Casey Hayward. Uh, Trayvon Mullen was a high draft pick who has un- unimpressed me a lot. Uh, yeah, I just think this is a bad group. I think it's terrible. <laughs> and I appreciate that me and Webb finally disagree on something, and I could not wait to throw him under the bus there. <laughs> it's very refreshing to have some disagreement. Thank you. Um, yeah, well, we'll see what happens. <laughs> I uh well obviously I didn't have corner on my list for for weakest unit. <laughs> but I had um uh, I had uh two candidates. How many did you have? I did two because I this isn't a beauty pageant. I did worst <laughs> and runner up. That's that was what we did. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I uh I had the receivers as my worst unit. It's very thin. I think Henry Ruggs is good. Um you love Nelson Aguilar, he's not there anymore, so I mean that says something that they took a ding with Nelson Aguilar leaving. That is tough. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, tough. I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not a fan of Willie Sneed. Um, yeah. Yeah, the receivers aren't great. Is Henry Ruggs good or is Henry Ruggs fast? Because those are two different things. Good question. Because he hasn't proven he's anything but fast yet. Like, I don't know. I agree good with you. It's not, a, it's not a good unit. I still like Hunter Renfro, though. I don't know why, but I think he's pretty good. But it's tough. Uh, I agree. My, he is good. Yeah, he's he's their best receiver. He's actually done things, which is crazy. My runner-up was linebacker. This is a bad unit. They traded for Denzel Perryman, and they needed him, and he can't cover anybody anymore. He's just a run-stuffer. Corey Littleton is super overpaid. I just think this is a bad unit. Did you have them making it for your list as well? Did not have the linebackers uh, making it, because I like Corey Littleton. I like Denzel Perryman. Former LA guys, so of course you like them. <laughs> Should have known. I actually had, it's my surprise, you quarterback as a weak unit. It might shock you. I, that is very shocking to me. Genuinely shocking. I, I don't believe in Derek Carr. Um, I know he had a really good year last year. Like He was quietly one of the best quarterbacks last year, but I just don't know if he can keep that up. He doesn't stay on the field that much. Um, Nate Peterman. Is fine. He's all right. And Mariota, what a bust, man. Like, I don't know. I, I, I know this team is very good at throwing the football. They were top seven passing yards per game. And they were top 10 in points per game overall. 
put up 27 points for last year, which surprised me, the Raiders. Um, they can throw the football, and they cannot defend the football. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm just not high on the quarterbacks. I could be wrong. Maybe Derek Carr is the best year of his career. I like Carr more than you do. Hey, Mariota's been a bust, but I think, yeah, he's fine. He's okay. You don't want him starting for your team for sure. And I would take him over Carson Wentz all day, every day. I hate I hate Carson Wentz. Uh, in 2021, I think the Raiders are in for a tough year. 5-12. and 5-12 and 12 for these Las Vegas Raiders. And by Rab's face, I think he has the exact same thing, and I'm furious right now. So before he says that, 6-11. and 11. I'm changing it right now. 6-11. and 11. Oop, you're wrong. I was smiling because I have the Raiders going nine and eight. Five and five and twelve it is. I'm back. Five and twelve. <laughs> <laughs> My original prediction stands. <laughs> uh, I thought this team was better going in. I thought I was like this team was pretty good. They went eight and eight last year. I thought they were going to be better. Their offense is pretty solid. Their their defense after the defensive line is horrible. I don't think they can stop anybody. I think you could throw for five hundred yards on them every game. It's going to be terrible. I just, I do not believe. I think John Gruden wants to get fired and just cast that $60 million he's got left. I, I have no faith in this team whatsoever. Tell me why they're going to do 9-8, and eight, Webb. Tell me why. They can put up points, man. And like you said, the backfield, like Kenyon Drake and Josh Jacobs, it's going to be dynamic. Uh, it's the best backfield in this division. Uh, no, that's, no, nope, I think it is the best backfield in, in this division. Um, with the trash that the Raiders had last year, they were a top eight team in yards per game. I thought the Raiders were absolute garbage, but they put up points. They had a lot of shootouts. They had a lot of exciting games. They cannot defend at all. Uh, like bottom five in all the defensive categories. Couldn't stop the pass last year. They couldn't stop the run. They were third, the third worst team uh, in terms of points per game. So they, they, they allowed 29 points per game which is not good. Real bad. Real bad. <laughs> I think they got a little bit better on defense. And I think uh, I think they're much better on offense. So I think they're going to have some shootouts with some teams. And I think they're good enough to be a 500 team. You can't be 500 anymore. So I went with the glass half full and thought that they'd go 9-8 and eight instead of 8-9. and nine. Webb thinks the quarterbacks are trash. The coach is the star of a horror movie. But they're going to go oh, above 500. Good job, Webb. I love the consistency. <laughs> the Los Angeles Chargers are up next. I think, and sorry, in 2020, they went seven and nine. They had some of the toughest losses ever. They lost their quarterback in game one because of a terrible doctor. Herbert took over, dominated. I think the story of their offseason was just to get healthy and improve Herbert's protection so he can become a top five quarterback. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Um, in a way, like my, or the big off season, sorry, the off season story for me was the coaching staff and sort of what you said, like bringing in Brandon Staley. This is huge. Like they said, Anthony Lynn is not the guy to do this. So I think Brandon Staley has to do well this year. Let's get to their coaches. The head coach is now Brandon Staley. Their offensive coordinator is Joe Lombardi, but not that Joe Lombardi, a different Joe Lombardi. And their defensive coordinator is Ronaldo Hill. Ronaldo spelt weird, though, so that's interesting. Uh, this coaching staff, so they stole your defensive coordinator from the Rams for Brandon Staley. I think he's the exact opposite of Anthony Lynn. This is not a player's coach. This is a hard-ass man. And maybe this is what that, that's what this team needs, because Anthony Lynn clearly didn't work there. But I'm not sure this is going to work either. I have, my, I have some doubts. What do you think? I think this team has to do what Anthony Lynn did not do last year in order for them to keep Brandon Staley. I like Brandon Staley. I want him to do well. But if you want to get rid of Anthony Lynn, who had blunders in quite a few games last year, and like you said, the the Chargers were under 500, sub-500 um, record, which was weird last year because no one expected the Chargers to do well. But then Justin Herbert came on the scene and they – in these games and putting up a lot of points and they had shootouts and then all of a sudden the expectations changed uh which i thought was unfair to anthony lynn so now that the expectations are you know sky high let's see what's going to happen i don't have a lot of and i'll get into it we'll see won't spoil it so for you what you just said i i think it makes sense 
I don't think it was the record that got Anthony Lynn fired. I think seven and nine with Herbert as quarterback would have been fine. It was how they lost the games. Losing in the last two minutes, like five different times. I just think that is the killer. Like you can't come back from that. I mean, obviously you want to excuse it because you want Brandon Staley back because you're a homer and a scumbag. But uh, I think I was not surprised Anthony Lynn got fired for the job he did last season. Fair. Yeah. In the draft, I think they knocked it out of the park web. In round one, they took Rashawn Slater, tackle from Northwestern, who apparently has been amazing in camp. In round two, they took Asante Samuel Jr., cornerback from Florida State. In round three, they took Josh Palmer, receiver from Tennessee, and they added this name in because it's amazing. Trey McKitty, tight end, Georgia. I like these picks. I think Webb has a smile on his face as well. I love the draft uh, that the Chargers had. Would you rather have – I'm going to just – throw up all over my analysis before, but would you rather have Asante Samuel Jr. or Pat Sertain based on where they got them, the value? I would rather have, I'd rather have Pat Sertain at top 10. I think Sertain's a better player, but I love Asante Samuel Jr. I think he was my number three or four cornerback. So this was amazing value. Actually, you know what? Samuel Jr. in round two was really good. It's probably better actually, but then you only get four years. So you may have to pay him earlier. I mean, I'm sticking with Sertain. Sertain's a better player, but Denver's still stupid at taking him. That's fair. I, to be honest, I don't know the answer to the question. Um, I think we have to see how Justin Fields looks in the next four years or so. We don't. We know what it is already. Justin Fields <laughs> is amazing. He's so good. In free agency, this team put a lot of money in fixing their offensive line. They signed center Corey Lindsley from Green Bay for five years, $62.5 million. They signed a right tackle, but they have him playing left guard, Matt Filer from Pittsburgh, three years, $21 million. They got 85-year-old tight end Jared Cook from New Orleans for one year, $4.5 million. And they got outside linebacker Kyler Fackrell from the Giants for one year, $1.5 million. I like these signings. I think getting Justin Herbert a center, one of the elite centers in football, was really smart for his development. What do you think? Yeah, I thought it was great. They did what the Bengals should have done and just went all in on the O-line. Um, I thought it was great. And we predicted Corey Lindsley going to the Chargers for, I think it was $60 million or something. I think that was you. That was not me. I was not that smart. <laughs> I tried to make it a collective effort. I said we, so we could both bask in the, uh, the celebration, but I would take it. See, usually I would agree with that, but I take so many shots at you for your terrible predictions that I wanted to give you credit for the good ones you make. Because I'm a gentleman. <laughs> because I will for sure take more shots than you. So I can't take shots and have you be magnanimous. It looks, makes you look bad. Can't do that. You're the devil. I know. In free agency, they had some losses. Tight end Hunter Henry to New England for three years, $37.5 million. Safety, Rashawn Jenkins to Jacksonville for four years, $35 million. Hubert. QB Terod Taylor to Houston for one year, five and a half million. Outside linebacker Melvin Ingram to Pittsburgh for one year, four million. They lost two starting guards, Dan Feeney to the Jets for one year, four and a half million. And Trey Turner to Pittsburgh for one year, three million. And cornerback Casey Hayward to Vegas for one year, two and a half million dollars. I think these are some pretty huge losses, Webb. I think some of these guys were integral to their team. I think Hunter Henry is an addition by subtraction, though, because that guy's always hurt. So I'm glad he's out of the out of the running there. Uh, what do you think about these losses? I think these, to me, were the biggest losses in the division. I still think Hunter Henry was a big loss for them. But you're right. He misses quite a uh, bit of time. Um, Melvin Ingram, who you're not really a fan of at this point. You think he's overrated. I thought it was a big loss, too. Mike Pouncey retired. Like, it's just losses all around. Yeah, it's, it's tough there. They have some cast base, though, to fill some holes. They have $16.3 million, the ninth most in the league. But I struggled finding this team's strongest unit. I thought there were some candidates. I did not do a, like the runner, the Miss Runner Up, number four, Miss America. I didn't do that. I had one and two. What was your strongest unit on this team? You're the worst. You know that? Just a bad I've been person. Told. I've been told, yeah. <laughs> Just a bad person. Uh, I had the secondary as my strongest unit, and I kind of agree with you. I thought that this team was stacked. Like bef- before, I went into really looking at the team. I was like, "This team's stacked. It's gonna be so many um, areas where I struggle to choose." You know, 
the strong unit. I think it's the secondary. Um, Derwin James did not play last year, um, and is probably one of the uh, one of the players that you know front offices and and the Chargers are, are most excited about. Uh, Nazir Adderley, <clears throat> who I really like, um, Asante Samuel Jr., who we touched on already, Chris Harris Jr., who <clears throat> seems like uh, there was a little bit of uh, interdivisional cornerbacks going. Chris Harris used to be on Denver, and uh, now he's on the Chargers. So I think he was one of the best slot quarterbacks for years. Um, might be a little over the hill, but I still think it's great depth. Um, and and yeah, that's who I have uh, for my strongest unit. So we, we have agree. I chose the safeties as the strongest unit. Derwin James is one of the best defensive players in football when healthy. I think Nasir Adderley, his compliment there, they fit together so perfectly at safety. I think it's an amazing fit. If Derwin stays healthy, this is the best one of the, I think it's probably the best safety group in the NFL. That's how much I like Derwin James. What was your runner up? This might surprise you, but I have the O-line as my runner up. Um, obviously relying heavily on, on Rashawn Slater, who we haven't seen in you know the regular season. Uh, but Matt Filer, Corey Lindsley was that was a big signing, man. Like uh, this, they have Brian Balaga, who was on the Packers way back when, um, and who was very good. So I think this is an underrated um, O line. And Philip Rivers had a terrible O line for years. They're rewarding Justin Herbert in his second year with a much improved O line, much faster than Philip Rivers had. Good choice. I thought about the O line because I like a lot of those guys. But I went with their defensive line. Joey Bosa is one of the best running, uh, sorry, pass rushers in the football. Jerry Tillery was a first round pick. I think he's really good. And Linval Joseph is old, but it still plays like a crazy person. Like he's really good still. I think those three guys make it a really strong unit, good against the pass, good against the run. I think it's really strong there. But Webb, the weakest unit. Sorry, do you have a sorry? Do you have another one? Uh, no. I think I think that was solid. I was thinking about putting them there. Um, I think everything you said was 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 correct. Um, yeah, I agree with you. So you know how I like throwing you under the bus. For the weakest unit, I have their cornerbacks. <laughs> I was not a fan. Chris Harris is thirty-two. Michael Davis. Yeah, enough said. And I like Asante Samuel Jr., but I haven't seen him do it in the NFL yet for real. I just I don't like this group. Not a big fan. Not a fan, Web. Well, thanks for throwing me under the bus. That's it's always good. I'm glad. I'm glad we have some disagreement. I'm I'm glad that you know we're on opposite sides of this uh, this debate. So that's that's good. I um I didn't have a position area for weakest unit. Actually, no, I did. But what I prioritized was the depth on this team as a weakness of of the team. I think that they're very top heavy. Um, what you said about the Chiefs. How in one injury could derail this entire season. I think that's true for this team. You look at receiver, I think it's thin. Tight end, thin. Running back, running back, thin. Linebacker, thin. Quarterback, thin. Like an injury will derail this season very fast, I think. So I had the depth as their big issue as well. And it has this huge issue for depth. My runner up was not depth though, but I agree with you. It was offensive line to throw you under the bus again. Uh, Rashawn Slater is a rookie left tackle. Those guys usually struggle. Brian Balaga hasn't been good for a while. Ode Abushi is their starting as the right guard right now. I'm not sure he's any good. They have a great center who should help, but I just not I'm not sure this offensive line will gel year one. And I like making Webb look bad. So I'm gonna say this offensive line is gonna be uh it's not gonna be that good, Webb. Sorry. Sorry to do it to you. That's fair, buddy. That's okay. Um <laughs> my runner up was the backfield. I love the backfield. My favorite place on the team. <laughs> Best group of football. <laughs> I, I, I did not like the backfield at all. Um, Austin Eckler is a great pass catcher. Uh, I think Joshua Kelly and Justin Jackson suck. And um, they played them interchangeably when Austin Eckler went down. Uh, eh, they sort of canceled each other out. Um, terrible for fantasy purposes. And I just I don't think just going to mention that. <laughs> they killed your fancy team last year. <laughs> I enjoyed that very much. They, okay, so on offense, this team was 
sixth overall in passing yards per game, which I think is incredible. Um, but they're in the bottom half running the football, and they only put up 24 points per game, which is actually fewer points than the Raiders, which is embarrassing. Um, they were 18th overall. So this team can sling the football. They cannot run it. And even though they sling the football, they still don't put up enough points. So, yeah. So after saying all that, what do you have as their record in 2021? So I think this team is good enough to go 500. I have them at 9-8. and eight. I wanted to put them at 10-7, and seven, but there's no area on this team that gives me enough confidence to say that this team can win double-digit wins. Uh, I had the Broncos winning 10 wins. I think the Broncos are a much better team on paper, like, throughout than the Chargers. So I didn't think it was fair to give them 10 wins. Um, and I don't know if they're much better than the Raiders. Like, I think there are areas that the Raiders are stronger in than, than the Chargers and then vice versa. Um, and I have more, way more confidence in Justin, uh, Justin Herbert than, than Derek Carr. And, and with the secondary more than the Raiders, but nine and eight. I like it. I like it very much because I have them going 12 and five. I believe in this team. So I think there could be some swings though. I agree. If Justin Herbert hits the sophomore slump this year, everything you said could happen and they could be terrible. That's a possibility, but and I'm going to spoil this. My bold prediction for this season is that Justin Herbert throws for more touchdowns and more yards than Patrick Mahomes this season. Wow. Wow. I'm floored. Wow. Uh, I want. I really wanted the Chargers to be good. In my mind, I thought that they were going to win about eleven games. I think Justin Herbert is fantastic, and I think you're right. It can go either way. I think teams will either have figured him out, and he has a decent year, but he doesn't have the same kind of like you know awe-inspiring year. Um, or he's he's fine. Uh, he came out like guns blazing last year, and and this team they were very good defending the pass last year. So that's another reason why I gave them nine and eight. I'd love to see them go. Go 12 and 5. So we'll see what happens, Coop. That's ballsy. Can't wait. I'm looking forward to it, man. I just think this team has if 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 they went six and twelve, sorry, six and eleven, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. But I think their upper upper echelon talent is gonna drag them to the playoffs. I really do. So for 2021 records, I have Kansas City winning the division at 13 and 4. The Chargers in second at 12 and 5. Denver at third at 10 and 7. And Vegas in last at 5 and 12. What do you have, Webb? So I have Kansas City 13 and 4. First in the division, Denver 10 and 7. Second in the division, and uh, Las Vegas and Los Angeles Chargers tied at 9 and 8. It's a very tightly packed, stiff competition. Uh, in this division. Good division. My bold prediction was Justin Herbert will have more passing yards than Mahomes and more touchdowns than Mahomes. What was your bold prediction for this division? Good question. You know what? Just out of spite, we both love Justin Herbert. Yes. I'm saying Justin Herbert is very underwhelming this year and looks pedestrian as a quarterback. So what's the prediction? How many touchdowns? How many yards? So let me scale back to pedestrian because I think he's going to be a little bit better. Uh, Already hedging Webb. Shocking. Already hedging. What did you have? You had him just as more than Mahomes, so 40-something? More than than Mahomes in touchdowns and passing yards. I say he doesn't throw more than – he throws fewer than than, uh, 30 touchdowns. He threw 31 last season. Yep. I say he throws fewer than that. That isn't bold at all. You were a coward, Webb. Why? That's a a game difference. One touchdown. Okay, okay. All right. Make okay. it like 22 and I'll respect you. No, no, no. I'm not doing that. That's crazy. Um, okay. Okay. Two coaches from this division get fired. End of the year. That's a better one. That's pretty good. Okay. We're talking now. And I could see Staley and I could see uh, Fangio. Wow. Staley. That one. Okay. That's in, That's a good one. I respect that. It's a good job. Okay. Thank you. I am shocked by that. That's really good. Okay, Webb. Uh, that's their AFC West breakdown. Everyone, please go follow us on Twitter at Rookie Phenoms. When was in tweeting about soccer recently, like a maniac, so go check that out. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcast. We really appreciate the growth. Our numbers are growing exponentially, and it feels great. We will be back 
with our last division show doing the NFC West on Friday. I think this is the most competitive division in football. Webb and I have been looking forward to it since the beginning. We've been building to it. So get ready for that. Thank you, Evan, for listening. Have a great night. We out.